0: You're listening to Once, episode 259, A Bitter Draft, Initial Reactions. back to another episode of once the unofficial podcast for abc's tv show once upon a time i'm daniel j lewis i'm aaron and we just finished watching this episode a bitter draft and we are ready with some initial reactions these are only our initial thoughts so we might be a bit all over the place we will leave some things out because we're only talking about what stands out to us we want your feedback for our upcoming full discussion so you can email us feedback at oncepodcast.com call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or send a voice message through the website and all of that and more will be in the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 259 let's get into this operation cobra part two okay i i, I feel like they're out of names <laughs>
1: I thought it was kind of cute because Operation Cobra originally was helping the people from Storybrook find out who they were and remember. And now it's like helping the next generation of people cursed to find out who they are or what their story is.
0: And also, interestingly, Henry's book that he's holding is Once Upon a Time Part Two.
1: <laughs> right. I feel like Henry is a little bit too old to be making up operation names and walking around with storybooks. Is that just me?
0: Uh, well, he did have his first profanity in this episode.
1: <laughs> I so didn't even I, notice.
0: I guess he feels like he's growing up. But though, little <laughs> tip here, you don't have to use profanity when you grow up. It's Completely this optional. It's
1: true. Definitely optional.
0: I like the little discussion about sequels. And I think that puts in mind for us that... Of all of these stories that we're going to see possibly the three musketeers and the count of monte cristo and aladdin and uh, dr jekyll and mr hyde and all of this stuff that we know we're seeing plus everything we don't know that we'll see like maybe Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea and uh, sherlock holmes or any of these others i think they're basically telling us don't expect that the stories you know are the untold stories the untold stories are what happened in after the stories you know.
1: Yep, I would definitely agree with that or in the case of our heroes probably before or in the mixture of because it seems like now they're going to go back with our heroes that whose stories we feel like we know and they're going to have big secrets that they don't want revealed or you know, things are going to have old wounds are going to have to be reopened and I, I feel like they're running out of timeline, but still interested to know what's going to happen.
0: Seeing the Count of Monte Cristo was cool, but it was the the fairy tale character of the week.
1: Yes, I do not know. I am not familiar with any of the stories you just mentioned. They're not in my fairy tale repertoire. I did look up Monte Cristo because I'm not familiar with it, and in the opening flashback, he said all for one reason, and it made me think all for one one for all the three musketeers. And um, I guess it's written by the same author as the Count of Monte Cristo.
0: Yeah. And that was a nice little catch from you when uh, you caught that. I didn't hear that part of it. But it is true that both the Count of Monte Cristo and the Three Musketeers, among other books, are written by Alexandre Dumas and uh, published in the mid-1800s. So it, it Makes me think we'll also see the Three Musketeers if we haven't seen them already or maybe hints that we'll see them.
1: I feel like in the special last week, they mentioned the Three Musketeers, but or they showed them because they were talking about they kind of zoomed in on a couple characters that were shown in the Land of Untold stories. And I thought that that might have been one of the ones they mentioned, but I can't specifically recall.
0: A big theory in the chat room that I thought was a really good theory, and it's what we would see happen, but now that Count of Monte Cristo is dead, I don't think we'll get any kind of confirmation of this. But the theory was that Charlotte was actually the Count of Monte Cristo's daughter, which a great theory would make perfect sense when he's saying those eyes and the whole thing about her eyes reminds you of your fiance's eyes and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, it makes sense that it could be his daughter, although maybe she's a little old to be his daughter, but depending on how they work out the timeline. Uh, He said that he had been planning his revenge for a decade, and uh, his daughter would have to be then about 10, 15 years old when this girl, Charlotte, looked to be closer to 18 or 20 years old. So I think it was maybe just the resemblance and a kind of attraction, and not a huh, "you could be my daughter" kind of thing. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I w- I would say it would be more just that it she reminded him of of this story, and and so then he felt uh, whatever, like a protective a protective feeling toward her, and then that's why he wasn't able to to follow through. Right,
0: and we see that there's a key. That can take people to the land of untold stories, which reminds me of a kind of cool sci-fi miniseries that was on the sci-fi channel before they rebranded to sifi And the series was called The Lost Room. Kind of cool idea where there's a key that you use it on any door and it takes you to this room in like nowhere. And then from that room, you can then go to anywhere you can imagine or you can visualize and it's a, oh,
1: that's cool. it's
0: a cool series, a mini series of, I believe, six episodes or about five hours of content there. But this key kind of reminded me of that, or at least this key might go to a specific door somewhere. Maybe it goes to a door that's inside Jefferson's hat. I don't know. Yeah. Some kind of portal.
1: I'm wondering if we, maybe I can go back and look at the pictures that we got from inside Jefferson's hat, because I'm interested to know whether... There might have been an Easter egg then that we didn't catch or if this is all just that they've all just uh, started writing it, you know, as of last season, not season one. But there was, I remember back then I wasn't podcasting, but I remember you guys had studied intensely the different worlds that may have been represented inside the hat. So be cool to go back now and take a look again.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we, in some way, maybe in only a verbal reference, went back to the hat, because I feel like we're already getting several references back to season one. At first, I, well, even still, thinking to the storyline that's in the flashbacks, I kind of roll my eyes because, oh no, it's more of evil Queen Regina trying to kill Snow White. Haven't we done this enough already?
1: But they did find a little hole in the timeline where they could put a little nugget in, and <laughs> that's where they managed to do it.
0: Yeah, and they gave us little clues to help us understand where in the timeline it is. It's after Snow White and Charming were protected with that spell, and it's after Rumple gave Regina the dark curse so that she could hurt charming and snow in a different land but it's before the curse was actually enacted and all of these other things so they they hinted at those little season one kind of things which were kind of cool to get those little hints without them specifically laying it out for us or i feel like it wasn't exposited too much one of the interesting things we learned from these flashbacks about the land of untold stories is that it seems everything comes to a standstill, and is prevented from playing out. Time, poison, stories. (laughs) So if you've got cancer, that's where you should go. If you've got a cold coming on and you have an important business meeting or a podcast to record, go to the Land of Untold Stories and record it there so that way the cold doesn't take effect. If you have anything looming, chores, deadlines, homework, taxes – go to the land of untold stories that'll give you enough time to take care of it.
1: It reminded me of Neverland in a sense just because and I feel like I've blocked this season out but when Charming got poisoned in Neverland he was fine but as soon as he left then he was going to die. Yeah. Did that even happen?
0: <laughs> yes, that did happen. That was okay. season uh, season 3, three material. 3A? Three yeah.
1: Okay. So it sounds like Neverland has that same kind of. And in a sense, Neverland is, it's never, it's never land. Never, you're never going to have your story told because you never grow up. So it seems very similar. They're definitely using some of the same little plot resources with the Land of Untold Stories as far as, oh, just take her there and she won't die, that type of thing.
0: Yeah. An interesting approach to it, but understandable that that can work and it's it's the sequel kind of thing that people want to escape their sequel which helps reconcile some of what jeremy brought up in our full discussion about how is this all working out if people could escape their stories but yet we have all of these stories well now this helps reconcile at least that aspect of it and it gives kitsis and horowitz the full freedom to be able to write those sequels
1: do you think that Charming's dad is in the land of, or was in the land of untold stories and is now in Storybrook?
0: Oh, that is a very good question. Evil Queen set it up as though he is still dead, but the conditions of his death have been greatly exaggerated or maybe under exaggerated.
1: That's true. She did say, are you sure it was an accident?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And... and
0: What's going to be the result of that? Is it, oh, it was the Evil Queen? No, because the Evil Queen would have been too young at that time, I believe. Uh, Rumple, maybe? Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe it's someone else that we'll see come in. I. Hmm. It seems that Evil Queen's agenda here is not to cause war of her against everyone else but to cause war among everyone so that they're fighting each other.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, and I really loved Snow's statement, especially as it pertains to Regina. It really just again shows how far they've come when she said, you won't divide this family. And she included Regina in that, which is monumental, but it's, uh, that it does seem like that's what she's trying to do. She's, You know, she's meddling with Zelina and Regina, and she's. I'm sure that is more to her benefit because now she has Zelina on her side. But I think the toughest wars that humans fight are against themselves. So it's probably going to be that kind of a season, similar to what the the Snow Queen did.
0: Oh, yeah. I can see that. It really feels like that's what they're setting this season up to be, is that we will be seeing. Those internal battles with everyone, battling over the things they want to keep hidden, battling over new struggles, battling over um, those, those secrets, really. The secrets will get out. Secrets that aren't the things that you would share inside of a cave in Neverland. Secrets that maybe you feel like you've overcome, but are coming back to haunt in some way.
1: And just, I, I put in my notes, you could probably just copy and paste a, a rant of mine from a previous podcast episode, but I I don't like that they're again going with the whole, oh, you killed someone, so that means that you you're dark now, or you have a shadow now, and yeah. I mean, we went through it with Emma last year when she killed Cruella to save Henry, like, I hope they don't drag that on, because... Regina had no other choice. And I do actually also get what Evil Queen was saying. I thought heroes always found a third way. But that's when they have time to do that. And that was such a dire circumstance. It was really like, kill him or they're going to die. And I don't think that she needs to be beating herself up about that. And uh, I think like, even going back to season one, like... We know Ruby killed people when she was the wolf on purpose to help Snow, and that has never made her any less of a hero. So it's just, um, I feel like they're kind of beating a dead horse, yeah. at least in my mind.
0: And inside the underworld, too, we saw uh, David as well as Belle accidentally send people into that, that river, and the, uh, the River of Lost Souls and they're regretting that but the the whole explanation of well there was no other way and yeah it's horrible basically but this is you couldn't help it you couldn't stop it this there was no other way
1: yeah and perhaps perhaps what they mean for Regina is that it's almost like uh it was like a taste for her of her old addiction it's almost like a recovering alcoholic right if they accidentally were to like take a, a drink of something like that could be enough to trigger, you know, like a relapse and perhaps that's what they're going to toy with just because this, this was Regina's first kind of, you know, sanctioned kill or whatever, however you want to label it like justified situation. So I guess she's going to have to come to terms with that just, just as Emma did, but um it's just, they've kind of been there, done that.
0: And I thought Regina's sword fighting skills and that sword really nicely complemented her mayor business suit and blouse, don't you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I feel like this might be the first time we've seen Regina involved in a sword fight, at least present day Regina, for sure. And uh, she's got some some pretty good skill, I yeah. have to say.
0: Which, yeah. uh, as soon as I started seeing that, wow, Regina's pretty good with the sword, I start thinking, oh, hooded character was really good with a sword. We're seeing a character really good with a sword right now. And then near the end of the episode, they, they did say, well, Emma thinks Regina is the one under the hood. So they just laid it out there. No more guessing for us. And I'm thinking that's true. But we don't know the reason it's Regina. And is it really Regina or the evil queen? I think it's probably Regina because Evil Queen said that Regina is the one to destroy everyone's happy endings. What is Emma? She is the bringer of happy endings. So I think something is going to happen that it's Regina who does this, but we don't know why. We don't know what happens after the the prediction, the prophecy in Emma's mind.
1: Yeah. I feel like they either told us that, like gave us that information this early so that we either wouldn't believe that it was Regina or we would just wonder kind of about the circumstances. Like I'm not sure what reverse psychology the writers are trying to do here.
0: Yeah.
1: But um I, I don't want to think that it is Regina, but um you make some good points.
0: And speaking of good points, I want to give some good points to our heroes who do not walk around in hoods stabbing the heroes of the show and ripping happy endings from everyone. But our heroes are good heroes that give us good points they earn good points i'm sure they show up on time for everything i'm sure they give 110 percent to everything and one of the wonderful things that they do is support this podcast episode after episode so for this episode special thanks to lisa slack david newland amy Catallier, and our 28 heroes on patreon thank you very much for supporting the podcast we couldn't do this without you you give us great points for the podcast And you get awesome points, gold stars for being a hero to the podcast and making it possible. What your support goes to cover, to give you an idea, is the cost of hosting stuff on the website. It... it does cost it's not this like two dollars a month kind of server we have to buy a pretty beefy server we have all of these plugins and resources that we need to pay for on a regular basis to run the site as well as purchasing the episodes from itunes so that we can get the high definition screenshots that don't have a little watermark on them and so that we're doing the right thing we're not illegally copying them or anything like that Uh, and then we can also be able to get the sound clips very easily so your support enables this podcast it really does we're not just stuffing the money away for going out to burger king or wendy's every weekend but we are putting it in the podcast making this for you so thank you thank you for our heroes if you want to be a hero for the podcast as well then please go to once slash hero and thank you for your support
1: speaking of heroes <laughs> they often use magic There's a lot of talk about magic in this episode, Uh, blood magic. I'm sure Jeremy will do a full recap on Wednesday. Uh, One point I wanted to make was magic dampening spell. Have we we encountered that before? (laughs) And why do they call it that? And (laughs) apparently it works on cell phones, too. That all seemed a little convenient. Even if they had let Henry make the call, Emma wouldn't have just poofed there. I don't think Emma poofs yet. So I just thought that making it also work on the cell phone was a little bit of a stretch.
0: Well, I can understand magicking the cell phone by basically putting a a cover around it so that Henry can't touch any of the buttons. That's what it's doing, probably.
1: Yes. I just felt like he could have still called Emma and, you know, nothing, it wouldn't have changed the scene at all. But... They just needed to add some CGI, I guess, to that to that scene.
0: What I thought we would see, and would have been cool, but clearly it would have changed the storyline that they're going with right now. I thought we would see Zelina pop up and save Regina, but I don't think they're there yet. And Zelina seems to be playing both sides right now. Some, well, I'm not even sure if she's really playing Regina's side, because she's lying to Regina and... Being a bratty sister about it, just saying, well, if you can't trust me, well, I'm going to go away. And poof.
1: Yep. I'm wondering if she's like really playing it sly for Evil Queen and is actually doing that to get in with her so that toward the end, when it matters, she can help Regina. Legit.
0: That's what I would like to see, because we've seen Selena go back and forth maybe more than regina and rumple and it's been fast back and forth yes literally in the same episode we've seen her go back and forth i think twice at most in the same episode be good then bad then good then bad or the other way around even so i'd like to see her continuing to be good but we as viewers are supposed to be thinking she's bad when you're a smart viewer, you know what's going on, or you you have a pretty good idea what's going on.
1: Just the look she had on her face when she realized Evil Queen had her baby, to me that was telling a story too. So even if she is on the Evil Queen side, she's not totally there yet, otherwise she wouldn't be freaked out about the Evil Queen picking up the baby when she was crying.
0: That was a kind of scary freaky, creepy sort of scene, but you know, that pales in comparison to the evil queen and Rumple scenes in this episode. I mean, first Rumple sniffing her neck, okay, kind of weird enough there, but then her trying to seduce Rumple inside his shop, that was all kinds of weird. Someone in the chat room suggested that what Rumpel could have said is, your seductions are pointless. Your questions are pointless.
1: I was going to say, as long as he said it in his little sing-songy way, which Evil Queen has also adopted, apparently. Yeah. You let me show you how.
0: (laughs) There is more you need. They could sing a little duet together. Won't that be cute and romantic and? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of things. Um, in the chat room, they're saying evil. I guess that's one kind of ship you could call it. Is very disturbing. And Sydney said, "My skin is crawling." And Ash said, "Shudders." We all need Archie sessions. <laughs> Ashley said, "Skin is still crawling." <laughs>
1: Remember the time we thought he was Regina's dad?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, oh boy, the the family relations here are all (laughs) kinds of messed up. I mean, we thought it was funny when Rumpel pointed out to Mila how connected Emma is with all of the family relationships and Emma's very intelligent response. Huh. Well, now (laughs) it's the other way around that, remember, Rumpel almost had a romantic rendezvous with Cora. And the baby was almost going to be Rumple's son or daughter. But now it's not, and Regina is someone else's daughter. But then Regina hitting on Rumple like that is just all kinds of weird. Yep. But she is very much evil queen. She's 100% pure evil queen. So it's it's understandable that she is all kinds of weird i mean, remember after all what she did to graham when she was evil queen and
1: graham
0: yeah how that wasn't only uh just you know i'm gonna send you in my dungeon but she said graham would be her pet so evil queen is quite evil quite dark quite weird in things
1: (laughs) weird is a good word evil dark and weird They did use a term in this episode that I don't think I've ever heard them use before, and that was "magicking yourself around town. And I was just going to say, come on, guys. I used that term way back when I was in Steveston, watching them film, and I said, the word of the day is "magicking." So I'm going to send Daniel a picture to put in the show notes (laughs) of my Facebook status from that day that basically it was Emma and Regina... Magicking, the fake magicking, because there was no CGI watching it live. And it would have been the, um, goodness, when was, when was that? It was the winter, it was the winter premiere episode after the Frozen storyline. So it was when Cruella and Ursula and Rumpel all came back into Storybrooke. So it was that episode, but. I like that they're using my term, but some credits would be good.
0: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people across the globe are thinking the same thing. Hey, I, I'm I've been saying magicking for a while, and the chat room even right now is saying too. Yeah, we've been saying magicking too, and yep,
1: and sheriffing, sheriffing. I heard a lot in the chat room tonight too.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we want to have you magic your awesome feedback and theories over to us and here's the way you do it with technology i don't need to explain to you how that magic works but please email us your thoughts and theories for our upcoming full discussion which will be on wednesdays at 7 p.m eastern time at oncepodcastcom slash live our contact information is on the website and here it is for a quick reference feedback at oncepodcast.com or call any time of the day and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or you can send a voice message through the website at oncepodcast.com. If you're calling in or sending a voice message, just please try to speak clearly and don't have any background noise going on so that we can hear you clearly and possibly be able to use your feedback in our upcoming full discussion when we have sound clips and we have screenshots and more research done on this to dig in depth into what's going on and we'd love to have your feedback. Feedback to be part of that. That's coming up on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern over at oncepodcast.com/slash live. Please connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis.
1: I'm Aaron on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz.
0: Please share this episode with your friends by going to oncepodcast.com/slash 259. And until next time, remember: no matter what you do, the darkness will always be inside. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode. If you would like to be a hero to the podcast as well, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.